rethink themselves, so to speak, and reflect on their scriptures and what they meant in the light of uh, what was coming from another planet um, and their perspective and so forth. To, I guess, reason about reason about their faith in light of other insights and observations about the world and so forth. Um, this is something that I think happened in Europe also, with uh, at a certain point, uh, with insights I think of Aristotle that were um, uncovered and then uh, interfaced with the faith. Based perspective in the, in the Western Savior and uh, <coughs> revelation of Christianity, and um, kind of the uh, age of reason in Europe was 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 born, so to speak. India was reasonable about their own faith, but now they had to reason about perspectives from out, outside of it. So, so it was a very um, <coughs> um, extraordinary time for a person like, a pious person like Bhakti Vinod. Um, that's just from a worldly point of view, who I look at him to be, but more than pious, but um, educated and pious person growing up in, in, in that time. Um, and religious convictions being Challenge to some extent. Christianity, of course, was was still uh, was still very much driving the uh, um, British perspective occupation. So <coughs> within that, then you, you, it was this Bhaktivinotaku Bhagwan. Shiman Mahaprabhu brought to the fore to interface with that um, influence, and uh, he certainly landed on his feet, so to speak, with an embrace of Gaudiya Vaishnavism and a view, as I say, an idea, a conception, to see it go all over the world. And he often, in his writing, uh, fashioned. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to be the Eastern Savior <coughs> in contrast to the Western Savior of the Jesus of Nazareth whose day is today also, right? This is about to be his, his birthday. How do they say in Spanish? Police Navidad. Police Navidad. And apparently, at least this year, going by the calculations of the, of the moon, Akhisadath disappeared on Christmas. And I think in the year 1937, as we were saying earlier, they disappeared was on actually first of that year, January 1st, 1937. But it changes every year, year in the way that we calculate it. <coughs> so this year it's falling on Christmas. <coughs> but. At any rate, you can find Bhaktivinoda Thakur referencing Christianity uh, 
fairly often in his, in his, in his uh, works that were intended to reach out to the Western educated uh, people of, this, of, the, of the modern uh, world. <coughs> and he, um, he strategized really Bhagavad to find common, with a view to find common ground between, for example, Christianity um, and other major religions, even even the Islamic, Abrahamic religion, um, com- find common ground with Gaudiya Vaishnavism, that Gaudiya Vaishnavism would, would get on the stage, so to speak, the stage of the world religions, which was far from being on the stage of. <coughs> He saw that it had a rightful place there, not only on the stage, but as the as the as the the, uh, the leading act, right? Um, but in order to get on there, he had to give some ground, so to speak, and and he did that by way of finding common ground with other traditions, and uh, spoke in his Sharanagati-esque way, uh, which is a way in which he actually felt, and uh, another way of putting that would be a kind of a perennialist, as I've sometimes said, view that, see, that, that, that sees a current of genuine spirituality, excuse me, spirituality running through all the major uh, traditions in terms of um, the uh, mystics, if you will, approach to those traditions. The Sufis, let's say, for example, approach to um, the Islam, the Kabbalists' approach to uh, the, the, the Hebrew tradition, the, uh, <coughs> the mystic uh, saints of Catholicism um, in relation to Christianity, uh, <coughs> and so forth, um, all of which were, if you to use our terminology, ego-facing and um, And as such, he found um, common ground, and uh, then he uh, let's say by this got kind of Gaudi Vaishnavism on the stage. He, he would say things like, "Yes, in Christianity we have the Salkiras, the brotherly love," mm-hmm. and in Gaudi Vaishnavism, now we take it to another step. We have the romantic love, and so forth. Uh, these were very like broad, sweeping kind of statements that um, that are not like fine-tuned, uh, dotting your eyes and crossing your t's explanations of Gaudiya Siddhanta, but some stretching. I mean, to say that Sakuras is found in Chief Christianity because they advocate brotherly love, love your neighbor like yourself. Obviously, you could say. That's up Siddhanta. That's not Sakurasa. But a person's like Bhakti Siddhanta, their greatness lies to some extent in their ability to do that, to take that kind of liberty. <coughs> and so, um, in doing such, he conceived of this, uh, the possibilities, uh, the, the necessity, he had a kind of urgency within him to see the dispensation of Mahaprabhu made available uh, throughout the world. Uh, he felt that it had such currency such power to transform, and, uh, and and of course he was he was right in our estimation, and he handed the the, the, the task, uh, the, the giving shape, 
uh, to his vision to his uh, son and uh, disciple also great Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur who then placed gave some shape to that as I say in, in taking liberties himself also some liberties not only with practice but also with the Siddhanta in some instances so great personalities can can do this and that's part of their greatness rather than their their defects so to speak simple uh, followers of their followers like me can just come along and follow strictly by the book cross the I's or cross the T's and and dot the I's and say this is the Siddhanta (laughs) I'm not saying more than them I'm saying that they could take uh, liberties like this and the the practical um, evidence that they could do so and they were justified in doing so is really found in the fruits or in the results of that vision of Bhakti Nautapur um, being actually given shape in the form of Bhakti Siddhanta's mission which which made 64 you know monasteries in India I mean Shankar had four so he was dealing with that influence on that side and then the Christian missionary um, outreach that had come to India and his view was to send missionaries you know to London Pujapachita Marasolasi had had once or twice or more than that mentioned that he wished that he had um, a, a decade to, to spend in, in the Americas in the United States which was before World War II and so before the United States became the most prominent country in the world. So he had some vision about its future prior to World War II, mm-hmm. and as such, his ambition, which the Bhakti Rakshakshidadi Yukasami used to say that he got those ten years plus two in the form of Swami Maharaj Pujapada, A.C. Bhakti Vedanta Swami Prabhupada, who spent twelve years in the United States and Europe and this movement really took hold first in the United States and so while he was one of those and the most prominent missionary then um, after having given some, shape, given some shape to the idea the conception of Bhakti Muttakura to see this shared throughout the world the dispensation of Mahaprabhu and creating a mission with missionaries and, and the standards of conduct and, and so forth drawing from the Ram Krishna mission and influences of the Christian missionaries and and so forth changing the dress at times and uh, uh, speaking about the philosophy in a certain way and, and so on without which it would have just remained arguably um, an obscure uh, religious tradition that was um, uh, flourished uh, kind of individually within the Dhams, within Puri, within Vrindavan within uh, Mayapur, which no one in the world would, would know about either, such places. Um, and so, <coughs> uh, having given it some shape and even sent in his, in, in his, during the time of his, uh, that he was uh, in the world, a missionary or two to London and, and Germany with, with limited uh, success, um, with his with his passing, and the 
suggestion, if you will, on his part to his disciple. Swami Prabhupada that uh, you should preach in English to get money, print books. Well, my Guru Maharaj took these suggestions as orders. And I want to say that uh, he, of course, was one of the three disciples of Bhakti Siddhanta that I had the opportunity to associate with and serve prominent disciples in terms of the international community. In fact, he gave. Uh, took the what the conception of Bhaktivinu that the Bhaktivinu gave shape to, he took it all over the world, really, mm. as we know. Um, and he did so um, while having a relatively distant relationship with Bhaktivinu. I say relatively because his heart was 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 one with Bhaktivinu in um, in dedicating spirit and also in, a, in an internal sense as well some of his own godbrothers godbrothers of my Guru Maharaj reasoned that given um, Prabhupada we have two Prabhupads here Param Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta and my Prabhupada given Prabhupada's um, birth in a Sakirasa family lineage his patronage of uh, Udarandat Thakur and being part of the mercantile community that we were speaking about earlier today that was so much blessed by uh, Nityananda Prabhu. <coughs> um, and his own statements about himself and, and whatnot that clearly place him in, in, in Sakura's sum, as I say, of his uh, Godbrothers reasoned that by connection with Bhakti Siddhanta in this life, they see, saw him as a sadhana siddha. Then he, he uh, added, so to speak, to his Sakyaras sensibilities developing hmm, the, the Madhurya component, which makes for the, uh, the type of Sakyaras that we call Primaima Sakya Bab, which is apparent in his in the refrain of his famous poem it was probably the most powerful statement that he made amongst many uh, about his uh, inner life sentiment aspiration although there are statements where he directly comes out and says I see myself like this 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 statement while not as as direct perhaps uh, is, is is more powerful it's not a passing statement but uh, one that he took put into writing aboard the Jaladuta and without any expectation of ever sharing it with anyone um, really a glimpse into his inner and confidential life where he of course in the refrain reasons with Krishna and gives him moral advice which is typical of someone like Subal uh, and um, of course, this is the moral advice in Braj, which was, in a nutshell, um, <clears throat> Krishna, that uh, your life will be morally stout, and, uh, dharmic, if you will, if um, if by your activities, Radharani is pleased. He says it with emphasis. He says, "This is this is a conclusion that is fixed, like 
like the pole star, Dhruva, Bhakti, uh, that uh, other planets and stars orbit around. This, uh, by pleasing Radharani and Krishna, your life will become successful. Uh, so, therefore, he goes on in his prayer, your representative, Nayanamani Manjari, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, of course, refers to him by the Sadaka Deha Nam, uh, but Saraswati Thakur, about whom we're speaking tonight, uh, conceived of himself as Nayanamani Manjari. And this uh, was a um, sense of selfhood that came to him through Nam Kirtan and the Smaranam that fostered. It, it, it is said that uh, at the time of his initiation, Diksha, from Gorkashor Das Babaji Maharaj, Babaji Maharaj told him that your, your Bhakti Swarup would be realized in the syllables of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. <coughs> and he was a great uh, Bhakti Siddhanta advocate of Kirtan. There's a famous letter written to him by one of his female disciples about how to attain a swarup in rag bhakti. I was going to bring it tonight and read it, but it slipped my mind, so please forgive me for that. But, uh, but um, basically he replied that, that the method is nam kirtan. There's no other way. People try to do other things and say but this is the way. And in due course, as a result of this nam kirtan, he will arise and the guru will advise accordingly and, and, and help us in, in this way. Um, so... <coughs> This is also how Bhaktivinoda talked uh, about that subject as well. So, at any rate, as Nayanamani Manjari, then doing the bidding of Radharani, my Gurudev, has asked me in her service to come to the West and another planet, to go to another planet and just try to distribute the, the uh, teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, I need your help, Krishna. You give me the power, the Shakti. Radharani will be pleased with you. Your life will become successful. This was, of course, his very uh, extraordinary reasoning. And the first half of his poem is all about the kind of Sharanagati that would bring that kind of empowerment. And then the second part of his poem is is then the the prem or the bhava, let's say, that will arise out of Sharanagati. I said often that the stage, like a dramatical stage of Sharanagati, needs to be established in the heart, and then the drama of Krishna Lila will be appearing there in that theater near you very soon. So it's a very nice poem in this way, and I don't think it was like thought of and constructed in this way, but spontaneously he wrote it. And, and um, uh, and so, uh, uh, what was that then order of Nayanamani Manjari in, in the form of the great Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Well, it was really, like I said, a, for the most part, a letter that was written to him, to Prabhupada, from his Guru Maharaj, in response to his request by letter at a distance for some service. In other words, Prabhupada, when I say distance, I want to say he was not in the, the mission, per se, living in a moth, 
and having his life dictated by the moth, what he will do, where he will go. He wasn't under the command, so to speak, of the great general Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur in the field, if you will, as a foot soldier or a lieutenant. But he was like uh, working in the factory to make make missiles and munitions <laughs> uh, and, and, and so forth. And he, so he would try to support the mission whenever he could. And of course, in, in, in context of his own household life, he would, he would preach. But um, <clears throat> he had comparatively only, I'm saying, and this only relatively speaking, a distant more relationship with Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsitya. Then, for example, Bhakti Rakshakshidadeva Goswami Marshu was a wasn't married, became a sannyasi during the time of Bhakti Siddhanta, received sannyas from him, was a lieutenant in his army, and so we get a slightly, and I'll get to that, different perspective on great Saraswati Thakur from him. The third person, disciple that I'll mention briefly, is Bhakti Pramukhuri Goswami Maharaj. So, back to to Prabhupada. In a letter, Saraswati Thakur wrote back, I think it would be good for you if you if you preach in English. And at another another occasion, I believe that uh, at, at Radha Kund, during the Brajmandal Parikram, Prabhupada was able to go one year. It was an annual event at, after a certain point, then Gaudi Math, that uh, uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati would conduct that Parikram of the Braj, take maybe a month or something to go camp out every night and, and do Harikata around Braj. <coughs> well, on one such occasion, when Prabhupada was able to participate, um, we learned from him that Saraswati Thakur told him, and I think this was near the end of his uh, Saraswati Thakur's manifest presence, if you ever get money, print books. <coughs> which was a statement that, in, in which Saraswati Thakur was expressing some disappointment with the effort to institutionalize Gaudiya Vaishnavism in a, in, a, in, in a kind of hard form rather than a soft form of taking the ecstasy of Mahaprabhu and turning it into literature, explaining it, but into, into an actual mission with buildings and uh, at least one vehicle <laughs> at that time and um, missionaries going to other places and, and so on and so forth. This is not something, incidentally, that Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvatelkar was um, actually very, uh, from what I can gather, and this week, then we go, of course, uh, to the Sridharma's perspective a little bit more, where we gained this. Not someone who was that uh, adept in managing and organizing and, uh, uh, and so forth, but an inspired, brimical type of uh, person whom um, it is said in the pursuit of the fulfillment of the ambition of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsi Thakur or Bhakti Vinod Thakur when um, he resolved to, to, to embrace that uh, he set himself up in, in Navadweep and just started preaching to whatever and whomever to the tigers uh, and uh, one of his to be disciples who became the great um, 
Kunja Bihari Das and uh, later um, Bhakti Bhakti Bilas Bhakti Bilas Tirtha Maharaj <coughs> saw him speaking about Mahaprabhu's teaching and pounding his fist in some moments of inspiration and he just felt people should hear from this person and so he became inspired he became a disciple and he became and he had a man some managerial sensibilities so there are different temperaments and dispositions and it was his managerial disposition that really uh, they were like a, a team in, in a sense the, the inspired ideas were, were flowing like a wellspring from Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, the, the the feeling for the teachings, the, the desire, burning desire to fulfill the ambition of Bhakti Thakur, the innovative sensibilities uh, that he was willing to take, like being prepared, for example, to serve meat to Western persons who might come and uh, if we could get them to come and reside for a month festival we could give them some some goat meat or something <laughs> some lamb or something like if need be these are like shocking kind of liberties that he uh, felt that he could take for the sake of wide-scale uh, propagation liberties that we would not would not take which again are his greatness not his this deviation, um, <coughs> and so Bhakti Vilas Tirtamaraj, Kunjubiharidas, he was able to take those ideas and that inspiration and organize it, and so he was the the manager hmm, of the whole of Godiamath. Money went through him. Hmm. Sannyasis would go and raise money, collect money, begging, and it would all go to him. How he would spend it as he saw fit and he was given a lot of liberty in that regard <coughs> by Bhakti Siddhanta so he was a very uh, significant um, person in the uh, in, 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 in the mission but at any rate back to to um, uh, Prabhupada and the statement of the Saraswati Thakur about that institution hmm, at Radhakund uh, it is uh, when he said, "If you ever get money, print books." It's a statement that's implicit in the statement is a it's a kind of a take on the whole organization, and um, kind of the, the the possibility of a downside to such institutionalizing of the of the teaching, which is meant to make it available to others to share it and so forth but for example they had made a great effort to build a what was called the famous marble temple in Bog Bazaar in, in Calcutta it, it was a very odd thing at the time because all the devotees were living in, in, in Vrindavan or Namadweep to go to Calcutta was just like you don't do that only people people come from Calcutta here and they go back and they shouldn't go back <laughs> Like go from here as a sadhu to there it was just like kind of unheard of just like many traditions would think if you crossed the Atlantic or something like that you were you just went to you know to the barbarian loka or something like that and you contaminated 
you lose your cast and so forth. So, um, <coughs> uh, so they built this temple and they, and they raised money from local people in Calcutta and they just threw lavishly this money at this temple. So it was a marble temple. You have to see, understanding now the deep, there weren't like marble temples. They were, and it was very um, rustic. Um, and um, although we have the example of extraordinary architectural even wonders like the Radha Govinda Temple overseen and directed by Rupa Goswami, um, in time we don't find a continuation in the Sampradaya of that those type of structures like you would find in South India or in the Ramanuja Sampradaya, you know, big temples, uh, um, architecturally conceived and made according to Vastu, Shastra, and so forth. Uh, the beginning of Gaudi Vaishnavism was where the Sripats or just preaching centers of the Dvarasagopals. They were simple um, centers for, because what do you need to come together and do kirtan? Hmm? Which was the, was, the, was the whole ritual. That was the whole, that was the whole ritual in itself, kirtan. Um, <coughs> so, the building of the marble temple is not only weird in, as in the eyes of the community, so to speak, um, but, but in Calcutta as well. Uh, indeed, the, the brother, uh, one of the brothers um, of younger brother of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, what was his name? Bhuli Prashad. He, uh, he thought at one point that he, that Bhakti, he worked with Bhakti Siddhanta to try to help him, assist him, but at one point he said he's deviating from the Rod Marg, opening these temp big temples everywhere. Um, they weren't making marble temples everywhere, but in Madras there was a temple and in this place and that place, and they were, had the flag and, and so on. And it was uh, uncharacteristic of how Gaudiya Vaishnavism had been, Vaishnavas had been conducting themselves for centuries. Although, again, that precedent is there in the form of Rupa Goswami's work, which is an architectural kind of wonder that Radha Gobinda Temple, for example, that takes in Mughal architectural sensibilities and Hindu and blends them together. Um, so, not unprecedented, but again, not something that uh, was the was, was norm for, for centuries. And um, of course, he wasn't doing them on the scale of the Radha Temple or the scale of the Ramanujas. Um, he would have if he had the resources, I believe. But a marble temple, anyway. At any rate, the statement that he made to Prabhupada, if you ever get money, print books, embedded in that statement was, a, was a, 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 some disappointment in one of the byproducts of that temple, which was, and they, referring to some of his disciples, are fighting over which room, they will, who, who will get which room. What is the book? So, what is the use of this? So, it's an, interesting to note that that uh, that, that he was so um, instrumental in creating a an institution, you know, to have a face in the world of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, for example, where you might be, you know on stage with other religious leaders or or be you know asked to comment on a world event you know, on the television as a representative from prominent 
world religious tradition, but it was the idea you know, that the Bodhi Vaishnava was spread so wide. So you would need this whole institution and its uh, 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 procedures and uh, its hierarchy. And so he, you know, he tried to do something like that, like the Catholic Church did. They took over Europe. <clears throat> um, well, anyway, he expressed some disappointment in that as well. Not that it shouldn't be tried, or, or but at least uh, in consideration of uh, of that, mm. uh, his, his disappointment. He probably went ahead and you know made temples and uh, around the world and so on and so forth. But um, it's an important point to note. And so he said, if you ever get money, and this is the hidden part, instead of building temples, print books. Mm because they're harder to destroy and corrupt and uh, you know turn into something other than what they were intended in the first place nobody can live and sleep inside of them or if they can it's okay <laughs> if you can live inside the book there'll be no uh, there'll be no arguments mm-hmm. um, so uh, he of course had he did not write much himself. He was a scholar and a person of very high moral character from his youth and was desirable um, in his youth. Um, different uh, groups wanted him to join because of his moral uh, character. Um, but uh, he became the disciple. Um, he received Harinam and the Shringa Mantra from Bhakti, you know, but he received his, uh, what he considered the Diksha connection um, from Gorkishwardas Babaji at the request and suggestion of Bhakti Vinodakwar. And um, his Diksha Guru was, for all intents and purposes, illiterate. He was a scholar by comparison, but he did not write that much. He did write a commentary, I believe, on the 11th canto of the Bhagavatam, and wrote a commentary on Upadesh Amrita, um, some, some essays, many commentary in Chaitanya Charitamrita and Chaitanya Bhagavat. So, pardon me? No, that was written by Bhakti Vinod. It was translated into English, bombastic English, as they used to say, of Bhakti Siddhanta at, at first. Um, but uh, he was not as prolific, for example, as Bhakti Vinod, and one of the reasons was because of the extent to which Bhaktivinoda had written and the extent to which his written work had not been published and widely circulated. So their printing presses um, were cranked up and put together and and one of the main focuses was to print the works of Bhaktivinoda, print the works of Bhaktivinoda. (coughs) And so he told uh, Prabhupada, if you ever get money, print books. And he told him somewhat later, not that much later, it would seem chronologically, in a letter, it would be good if you preach in English. So Prabhupada took these things, and he used to speak of them as like, my Guru Maharaj ordered me to preach in English and and to uh, publish books, write books. So they were really, it sounded like, this is what I want you to do, you know, do this. But they were were suggestions, but he took them as orders. 
and he had a somewhat, as I said, relatively speaking, distant relationship with the Thakur, being outside the mission. And that was the spirit of the letter that he wrote to him that got the response uh, that you should preach in English. Mm-hmm. He very humbly speaks in the letter, you know, I'm not able to be part of the mission directly, and uh, I want to have some service to you nonetheless, and so on and so forth. And this is the response he got. And he, he you know, that little contact, if you will, and he used to tell us that, that perhaps a total of, of two weeks he had the personal association of Bhakti Siddhanta over a period of quite a few years. I, I don't remember what year Prabhupada was initiated. Maybe 1930? Was it 1933? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You need to take what little association you get very seriously, and Prabhupada is an example of that. Pujapachita Maharaj used to say in one order or one one word or suggestion of the Guru, the whole wealth of spiritual life could be found if you take it seriously. So, as Prabhupada is evidence of this. And again, he referred to these suggestions of Bhakti Siddhanta as orders. And he used to say that his success was that he took the orders of the Spirit Marsh seriously. And he wrote about them, as I was saying, in the poem. And um, <coughs> um, and certainly, he was uh, his appeal to Krishna, his prayer to Lord Krishna that I'm referring to, um, he was uh, successful. He got the Shakti to do the work of Nayanamani Manjari, the work of, of Radha, as he as they saw it, and um, and so some of the god brothers of Bhakti Siddhartha they considered that that his Sakura sensibilities were um, integrated, if you will, with the Madhurya Rasa influence through Bhakti Siddhartha Saraswati Thakur. Mm-hmm. Um, so by that I say, although he had a, had a distant relationship. He had a heart-to-heart relationship at the same time, right? And so, in his company, then we got some glimpse as to what the, the top world was like, and he was a, just a very um, uh, revered figure in Prabhupada's eyes. I mean, Prabhupada spoke very little about him, and, and on a few occasions that he did speak, for example, on the you know, a day like this, um, I remember. I don't know if it was appearance or disappearance. We celebrated one year in Los Angeles, and he was there. And he offered Arctic to Professor Dalkor. He gave a talk, but he was very uh, emotional, you know, and he couldn't say much. You know. um, he was rather, you know, kind of tight-lipped about it. You know. So we didn't get a real sense of his personality um, without a sense that that um, he meant everything to Prabhupada and just his just a suggestion was the basis of our own uh, and Prabhupada taking seriously our own good fortune and spiritual life so we, we, we felt 
so much inspired by Bhaktisiddhanta, such felt that it indebted to him and, uh, and um, <coughs> revered him. <coughs> so it's one um, kind of side of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. With the association of Pujapati Sridhar Maharaj, which came later in my life and coincided with the disappearance of uh, Prabhupada, his, his suggestion that uh, if uh, for, for, for philosophies, in my absence, see my God for the VR Sridhar Maharaj, I'm not believe that I happen to be fortunately massaging Prabhupada's feet at the time when, when I said that. And it uh, stuck. When the time came for that opportunity and the necessity of that, in fact, um, that which was stored in my heart, that instruction, rose to the surface. And so I had the good fortune to have the association of Pujapatrita, who told me to do this, what I'm doing here, start a mission, initiate disciples, do relief work, and he told me you knew everything, Swami Maharaj just told you everything and start to do something. I would be in the background helping as much as I can. So <coughs> from him and his uh, gracious uh, association, we got more of a glimpse uh, as to what Gaudiya Moth was like inside, how it ran. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, he was a sannyasi who took some of the, I think there were 18 uh, disciples who took sannyas directly from Bhaktisiddhanta. So he was one of his senior sannyasis, even, and in the mission, he was chosen originally to be the emissary to go to uh, London. Sarsdhi uh, Thakur said that he knew that Srinivas could never be converted. That's why he originally thought to send him. <coughs> Some implications to that with regard to other emissaries that bring up, but um, at any rate, Sridharmarsh reasoned with him as to why he might not be the best person, both in terms of humility and in terms of his personal affection for the and 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 uh, sense of the value of the Thakur's personal association that he wouldn't have if he was to go to London. And so, presenting that humbly, at the same time expressing a willingness to do whatever Sarasthi Thakur desired of him, Sarasthi Thakur acquiesced, said, okay, you to stay here with me. And he elected someone else to do the uh, <coughs> missionary work. So, he was a prominent member. Uh, we have sung here uh, one of the songs that he wrote. It's not the only song that he wrote about Bhaktisattva, but it's the most famous one. It's so famous that, uh, and Sridhar Marsh was, uh, was an original Sanskrit composer. Um, he had quite a knack for that. And uh, even in his uh, Viraha uh, stanzas, glorifying Bhakti Vinod Thakur, Saraswati Thakur said that he had captured Bhakti Vinod in those prayers. The spirit of Bhakti was present in those prayers. So there were some statements like that of the Thakur, Saraswati Thakur, about the compositions and uh, contributions of Pujapatrita March, which put him in a, in a um, casts him in a certain light 
within the mission um, as a person who understood Saraswati Thakur and uh, often his after the Thakur's talks Pujapad Sridharmarsh would explain them further to others who would ask what was he saying what do you mean there and so forth Um, so he was much more intimately um, and direct, I should say, directly involved with uh, Bhakti Siddhanta being sent here. He was sent to Madras, I think, to Kurukshetra, um, um, and other parts. I can't remember. Oh, the uh, place of Ramanuraj, Godavari, yeah, uh, to establish temples and the footprints of Mahaprabhu is one of the to place uh, worshipful imprints representing the, the, the lotus feet of Mahaprabhu in the places that he was said to have stopped in his travels in such as South India. So he was doing these kinds of things for Bhaktisana, writing also, excuse me, for the um, mission. So we got a sense from him of like the, 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 the general of Bhaktisana directing the, the army and uh, <coughs> And it was a powerful kind of impression of what the, the mission was, was was like and, and, and kind of military-esque in, in, in a sense and uh, uh, very uh, uh, efficient and, and, uh, and uh, alert and uh, on the offense, so to speak, against Maya preaching everywhere and preaching there was a very strong emphasis on the Shastra because they were going to places to, within India to spread Gaudiya Vaishnavism and they would meet local sadhu Bhakti hmm? Siddhanta would typically ask which, under which Vaishnava are you serving and he would say he is sadhu then he would just be dismissed hmm? And there's so much, so much superstition, and um, even gods, new avatars are invented, and so forth, and often in villages, and so forth. So they would be coming with the Shastra, the Shastra, the Shastra, the Shastra. Uh, and this was, of course, an emphasis of Bhakti, we know, the Siksha, the Siksha. Mm-hmm. Get the books of the Goswamis out, let's bring this wealth back then, so that because it's going on, but even Gaudiya Vaishnavism within it, much of the the uh, diksha is given without support of siksha by persons who don't perhaps have a command of the siksha, and so there's this sentimental and uh, nominal uh, face of of Gaudiya Vaishnavism that uh, isn't people aren't getting too far with it, and then there's the imitation of of what you're supposed to get from it, which makes it worse a counterfeit kind of. So that was a problem within Gaudiya Vaishnavism that they were addressing, and then beyond it. For the, Dissemination. This. What does the Shastra say? You know. Who cares? You know. Ram Krishna. This. Ram Krishna. That. Vivekananda. This. Vivekananda. That. What does the Shastra say? So they weren't exactly. For example, Ram Krishna was famous in Bengal. Was not exactly uh, <coughs> someone who's. Uh, Spirituality could be supported from Shastra in the way 
let us say comparatively, that Mahaprabhu's could be. That the Goswamis went to great lengths to support uh, and explain his ecstasy and, and so forth. Um, so, at any rate, that's just it was, was, this is just one example. It's a popular mission, not only in Bengal but throughout India, and uh, they were they were dealing with what they would consider misconceptions from the Gaudiya point of view and reference to Shastra and reference to Shastra. So it was, a, it was like a well-oiled uh, machine. And uh, many brahmacharis, many sannyasis, and so we got this sense of great commander, Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvati great general in his, in his interface then with uh, other traditions and within, within his own mission, his critique of it and the attempts of suicide on his life and uh, Srinamaraj was there and hmm? homicide, just homicide right? homicide in, in Bengal the different parties uh, you know, who, was, who were fighting against him, what the arguments were what was the Ashram conception. We got a more inner, uh, inside perspective on it, which is very uh, compelling to us to sit, to speak, to hear the stories of Godimath. And then we heard histories of Godimath where so many, so many details were filled in. The Prabhupada would just give a statement, write some statement about it, and it might be true, but there's just like a lot more details to it, to nuance it, and so forth. We would get all that filled in. It was very, uh, extremely valuable, historical kind of um, perspective, the growth of the mission over time, and so on. <coughs> and so I was uh, fortunate. We, we felt. Um, Closer, we, we adopted some of us, uh, for example, uh, some of the, some of the um, uh, sensibilities of, of the mission, like uh, the sannyas names, Bhakti Vedanta, How we come up with the names for sannyasis, 108 names, where they were drawn from, how we prefaced them with a two or three syllable uh, word that. Thoughts and how encapsulated that the movie distinguished, distinguished this Puri Maharaj from, from that Puri Maharaj, for example. Uh, he didn't really have an issue with that because he only had 18 sannyasis and there was 108 names that he was drawing from, which was an expansion upon the 10 sannyas names of uh, Shankar mission. So you can see how he was looking at the Shankar mission. They have four moths, they got 10 names. We got 108, 64 moths, and we got 108 names. <laughs> you know. Uh, and uh, uh, he drew from different scriptures the names and so forth. Um, so um, there, there was a real, there was, there, there was a, we, we, prior to meeting Sridharmarsh and just meeting Prabhupada, we, we also had a somewhat of a, well, a, a distant relationship with Gaudiya Math. It didn't, it didn't, it wasn't on our radar, really. I did have the the blessing of Kinchin Krishna's Babaji Marsh, and I lived in a straw hut in Mayapur uh, the first year of the Mayapur festival before the Mayapur. The, the old temple in those days was even even built, 
uh, blessed me to become a good Sanyasi, just passing through um, Dhamma Maharaj, I, I met him. Um, uh, but even if you were in India, Prabhupada's mission was just very busy with all kinds of things. And Gaudiamat was kind of sleepy in comparison, as far as we know. I mean, we didn't run into them, so to speak. Not that different disciples of Bhaktisiddhanta didn't have successful missions like Madhav Maharaj or Vikeshwar Maharaj, but they were within India and they were. Um, they um, weren't as broad, even with India, in their, in their outreach. So you're going to find a lot of Bengalis. I think Madhavar was successful in, 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 in uh, Punjab, which was a little different. But, you know, Prabhupada was in Bombay, talking with mercantile men, and, uh, and uh, uh, it had more cosmopolitan, international kind of a flair, always. And it was an international movement, uh, ISKCON. And it was growing like you know, by leaps and, and, and bounds and so forth. And the, and the founders of Chaitanya Saraswati Mahatma, the person of Shri Maharaj, and Gurudevananda Samiti, and the person of Bhakti Pragan Keshu Maharaj, and Madhav Maharaj Mahatma, and the and so forth, they were older now. They were older than Prabhupada, and you know, they were at a point where you know, they were you know, retiring, heading into Bhajan mood, and here was Prabhupada, like, you know, just coming out and had gotten up from his bhajan in Vrindavan when the opportunity finally arose for him to, as he understood it, fulfill the order of Bhakti Siddhanta, and there he was on the scene uh, internationally. And uh, when Sridhar saw him, when he came back from America the first time, he came to Sridhar spot to visit with him. He, said, he seemed like possessed, which of course is what he then reasoned about happened on the Jaladutta. He asked for empowerment through that poem I was mentioning, and Nityananda invested himself in the Shakti of Nityananda to fulfill the desire of, uh, of uh, Radha, if you will, through Nayana Manjari and so forth. So, <coughs> with the association of Shita we got closer to Gaudiamath. And how it worked in terms of who the players were, uh, and, and, and so on, um, and we had just kind of more of a very broad idea. And they weren't they weren't a topic. It was somewhat of a it was somewhat a, thought of somewhat as a failure, and that Iskon was a, was a, uh, kind of out of the what do you call it, the phoenix or something like that a, a phoenix. Yeah, out of a, out of the ashes of, of, of Gaudiya I don't think that's entirely accurate. Mm -hmm. But uh, given the success of international and so forth of, of uh, Iskon, it's uh, it was understandable how that kind of perspective would come. And probably was a little critical. Some of us got who didn't help him. But of course, we found out through Shri that some of them did help him, <laughs> and then everybody wasn't like that, and, and so on and so forth. So, a part of our family, really. The associate godbrothers of Prabhupada we got to know about through Shudamash. We met him personally there in the mob of Pujapat Shudamash. I got to meet personally 
Bhakti Note, Bhakti Note Puri Maharaj, is a, the third disciple at Bhaktisiddhanta. I got the opportunity to serve, and through him I got a certain perspective of Bhakti Siddhanta as well. But uh, through Sridhar Maharaj, we, we, we got connected with Rodi. We found some of the nice things there that we could take and incorporate in our own missions, which we were now, at that time, creating, like we have Shichitanya Sangha and so forth. Sridhar um, Maharaj didn't want us to sit around this mob. You know, Rodi Maharaj wanted to go out and preach, start something, too. So some of us were, were doing the Brinda mission, for example, and, um, and so forth. So um, either we were now at the liberty, and we had the, some information to take a little from Godiamoth, from Iskon, and, and the people from Iskon would come and say, "This is Godiamoth." People from Godiamoth would come, "This is Iskon." You know, so it was, it was neither one. But um, there was a wealth there, mm-hmm. obviously. Of um, and and in some places even in Prabhupada's book I believe I mean the fourth canto has a nice purport where he speaks very beautifully about his God brothers and how we are all trying in our own way to spread the mission of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the orders of Bhakti Siddhanta and we all have success to one extent or another and you know, it's glorious and so on and so forth um, statements like this that it could be overlooked by weak faith requires an enemy. Amongst Prabhupada's disciples. Unfortunately, um, that was inevitable. There is going to be weak faith, and it does require an enemy, and that can result in Vaishnava Bharat. So there was a bit of a offensive attitude that was latent, so to speak, within many disciples of Prabhupada towards Godihma that came out when we, as disciples of Prabhupada, started to. Uh, understand and be allowed into what was the mm, kind of um, aftermath of, of Gaudi Moth uh, since the time of the departure of Bhaktisiddhanta to find value to find wealth in it, to find find riches like like the riches of of, of uh, Pujapat Sridhar Maharaj his Insights. It's, it's a charming, affectionate, uh, very generous personalities, scholarship, uh, and so forth. Uh, poetic speech. Uh, his affection for Prabhupada. His his, his knowledge of, of Prabhupada is his re- uh, and uh, the history of their relationship and filling in details, telling us about a side of Prabhupada that we never knew. Hmm? That Prabhupada was kind of numb about, so to speak. So it was, it was a huge, like we tapped into a very rich uh, spiritual vein and it became part of our, whatever we were doing, creating a mission, preaching, the things that we would say and so forth. So from the ISKCON side, it was some of a good number, the majority of the members were, were so overly cautious about others besides Prabhupada. Mm-hmm. And uh, many of them erred on the side of becoming offensive and not being able to take advantage of the association. So I'm fortunate to have been able to do that and entered into a little bit uh, the, the, and the perspective on the, the great general of the Gobiyamath and uh, And then, uh, to conclude with uh, the association of Puri Goswami Maharaj, which was a great blessing, he used to come annually to the the Asapuja celebrations of 
for Srila Sridhar Maharaj will say something. He was very much um, um, I should say had great regard for Sridhar Maharaj who considered his Sikshu Guru and um, <coughs> that um, a, a very um, powerful moment in his life that fostered that was of course at the passing of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsri Thakur when he asked that Arjan Thakur's song, Sri Rupa Mundurin Bhagavan, saying more of something about it, his son, and Kunjabihari, the last tears of the manager, called Purigasong, and the Purigasong who was beautiful Kirtanir, to sing his song, and he had to sing, and Prabhupada Bhaktisiddhanta stopped him and said, do not sweet voice that I want to hear. Did he say Sridhar Marsh? I think he did hear voice. So that was um, not per se a, a criticism of Bhakti Siddhanta, but it, but it was uh, of Puri Marsh, but it was a, a, a positive affirmative statement about the realization of uh, Sridhar Marsh. And Puri Marsh in his just childlike, uh, absolute uh, purity and dedication and affection for Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati. Just like from that day on, he revered Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasvati and accepted him as his Sikhsha Guru. It was said earlier that Sarasvati allowed Siddhanta into the Service of Radha, he used to say, well, you point, "Put me at the gate." And I say, and "I'm not letting just anybody in either." So, uh, so Puri uh, Maharaj's anyway reaction to that was just very powerful, very compelling. A- after the disappearance of Sridhar Maharaj from the world, there was there were some disciples of Sridhar Maharaj who did not um, find uh, sufficient, from their perspective, inspiration in Guru Maharaj to continue serve within the mission and they went to Puri Maharaj's mosque and some of them took some house from Puri Maharaj and there was some friction between the mosque amongst the devotees um, and at one point um, some of the members of the Chaitanya Saraswat mosque in response to criticizing they, you know, they, would, they kind of criticized maybe demonized or whatever let's say criticized for whatever reasons I was not part of any of that um, uh, the disciples of, of Sridhar Maharaj going to Puri Maharaj rather than serving the Maharaj. He was the appointed Acharya, you know, this kind of thing. Um, so they couldn't accommodate it, and, and those who were going were a little critical, apparently, of the Maharaj or whatever. So, um, at any rate, there was some back and forth, and at one point, <coughs> some of the uh, followers of Sridhar Maharaj said that, uh, that Guru Maharaj has said that Puri Maharaj is only a Kanishtadikari. And he's, of course, appointed Govinda Maharaj as the successor. You know, so, do the math. You know, um, I was there when this was, of course, earlier when Shri Maharaj referred to Puri Maharaj as Kanishtadakari. But the way the context in which he did that was, he said, he was trying to give examples, looking at the services of different disciples of Bhakti Siddhanta, of services that would correspond with the different levels of realization, Uttama's realization. 
to the Kanishtas or the Madhyam and the Kanishtas. So he said, the Kanishta is, is characterized by worship of the deity. Puri Marsh installed all the deities of all the moths. He was the he was the pujari who did that service for Bhakti Siddhanta. So and that that's pujari. That's Kanishta example. Mm. Madhava Maharaj preaching in the way he did widely in India and uh, uh, the details that he gave Madhimarik and Swami Maharaj Prabhupada like you know this explosive taking liberties and innovating and, as he did Uttamadikari uh, so he's not really defining them as such but looking at those particular activities and then uh, uh, speaking about how they correspond with those type of positions anyway, they took that Literally, somebody remembered it, and he made this kind of a comment. When Puri Marsh heard it, then maybe with Bodhi Marsh said, "They're they're saying that you're a Kanishtadikari." And then what did Puri Marsh say? Shri Marsh has said he has given me a position as Kanishtadikari. Oh, and hold his hands like this, and he was over 100 years old at the time. And, oh, how blessed he was! Shri Marsh gave me some adhikar, some eligibility to actually. So such Vaishnava um, humility and willingness to serve his, his, his god brothers and so forth, and 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 he was a uh, student of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, a former student before Prabhupada, before Sridhar Maharaj, in earlier days of the month, before it became the kind of. Um, institution that I was speaking about earlier, like a well-oiled machine and so forth. And so he shared some intimate moments with Dr. Siddhanta Sarasitako, who, who he looked at like a, like a father. Mm-hmm. The impression I got was like, he's like my father. Mm-hmm. To hear him you know, tell the story of how what was it that he was going to see Bhakti Siddhartha, Bhakti Siddhartha was going to speak, and I don't think he had joined him yet, or something was going to go, and, and he had gotten bit by a scorpion or something like that, wasn't it? On the way or something like that, on his foot, and, 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 he, and instead of going and having it dealt with, it's important he dealt with the, the intoxication of that fever and so forth, and pushed on to have his association. And, and he would speak about him in terms of how affectionate he was to his disciples um, um, in practical ways, like you know, sharing a blanket, or I, I forget some of the details, that, those types of things. You, you can kind of look at it like Prabhupada on 2nd Avenue, you know, 2nd Avenue, or where it was, in the in village. Prabhupada would cook for the devotees, and then he would um, do the laundry sometimes, and, and whatnot. So something along those lines are very sweet, very affectionate, um, just like uh, how he cared about every uh, every devotee in the mission. They had limited resources and so forth. The devotees were ready to live with practically nothing, but they were living on the experience of the kindness, the affection, the love of Bhakti Siddhartha And so, uh, that was a very was stunning for me. I didn't hear a lot, but the things that he said they, were, they just really struck me. Like, I was a side. I hadn't like 
kind of, you know, because Prabhupada is kind of distant, as I said, reverential. Shudamar is just like, okay, he's, he's the general, and here he is, uh, he's like like the son of you know, Bhakti Siddhanta, taking him under his wing, and, and, and it was just very, very uh, charming. So, this is my uh, good fortune, I share it with you. Um, the uh, association of his his uh, such um, students and um, um, what uh, they've what they what they meant to me in terms of um, my understanding of my Param Guru, um, who the really the world of Gaudi Vaishnavism and the world of the owes a great uh, debt to. Um, one, one thing about Guru Maharaj that comes to mind in this regard is that he, his, <laughs> his affection for Bhakti Siddhanta was so um, was childlike in a positive way that um, he couldn't be, he couldn't, I don't think, have any objectivity. Which is, in, in, say, in a positive sense. So years later, many years later, I was able to help Purimarsh's mission by bringing uh, Ramdas to to Purimarsh and inducing him and Purimarsh encouraging him to give him first and second initiation at the same time. He, he, he has had a successful publishing business, and so he had some funds to purchase properties and so forth, and printed books of Guru Maharaj, and so on. And um, they were looking for land in, in Jagannath Puri to open a temple there. And then the one fellow they met and was going to sell them land, and they presented the, what they were going to do. And, and the, the name rang a bell with Puri Maharaj and said, who is that so-and-so hotel or whatever? Chatterjee. And then they looked it up and found out you know, his father was also his great grandfather criticized Bhakti Siddhanta. We will buy the land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no way. <laughs> we want any the connection with anything that we even remotely you know, uh, criticized it. Kind of like a love for him. You know, like, couldn't, like a Jagadananda, you know, couldn't tolerate. Uh, Well, had a deep. Um, that's not very good, 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 good example, but he had a, affectionate, uh, affectionate feelings for Mahaprabhu that showed up sometimes, and and uh, um, made him sound unreasonable, perhaps. But. Sign of his, his very close and affectionate feelings. So, we got a little bit of that. But we were so, um, uh, the whole world, as they say, is in Gaudi Vaishnavism in particular. I mean, we would not be here, the international community of Gaudi Vaishnavism would not be, would not exist in the world. So, I would implore anyone um, uh, at this point in time, especially after all these years, to look at the great Sarasvati Thakur in the ways in which I have 
spoken about him, whether they are directly connected with his mission or not. It's, it's hard to get away from, get around, and why would you want to administer them properly? Um, I say because there are some criticisms. Uh, they're not well thought out.